0: are listening to stuttering is cool i am your host daniela rossi you can call me danny i'm recording as always from toronto canada today it's a rainy day um, but the temperatures aren't too bad they're still in the double digits celsius wise (laughs) but i digress on today's episode i will share with you some Uh, Disclosing practices Some disclosing stories (laughs) That uh, Listeners have uh, Submitted and And they wanted to share On the show But first Sad news Last week news has spread around the stuttering community the online stuttering community of a young man um, by the name of james campbell he was 17 years old he stuttered and um, on october 23rd he of this year he had uh, taken his life uh, because he couldn't handle his stuttering anymore as always story or news of a suicide of any age is always difficult to take and in this case I mean it's hard that he was a high school student and we all know how difficult high school can be it's that age where image is everything, fitting in is everything and what I remember in those years, you know, youth, you know, the student, I mean, you're only, <laughs> you're only, what, 14 to 18 years old. You know, your worldview is totally different from a slightly older folk and of the seniors who, you know, at that age, the high school age, where image is everything, you know, your worldview is, you have to be popular but the truth of the matter is high school the way people perceive you in high school has absolutely no effects on how people will perceive you after high school after college, during university, during post-secondary after it, when you get older when you get even older. I mean high school can be a terrible experience for some people I personally didn't enjoy high school I was glad to have it end (laughs) and you have to believe me and everybody else on the online stuttering community when they say it will get better now for this young man the impression I have is now I don't know, but the impression that I have is he probably didn't even know there was a stuttering community out there. He probably didn't even hear about the n s a um he lived in the in the u s and from what i uh, from what I understand, I think there were even three chapters near his area or something like that and i and that's what this story really uh, got to to me is that. If he had known, you no, know, maybe he would have been helped. Like chances are, he would he would have been helped, um, because I see countless of times on the forums, the online forums, uh, where people say that yeah, they thought of suicide, and even on my show, you know, I have had guests that they would reveal that they had even thought of suicide because they think that they can never get a job with stuttering or. No, uh, no, they think stuttering is ruining their lives, etc. If you ever think of this, (laughs) of doing it to yourself, please, 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 please do not. Trust me, it gets better. And I firmly believe it's only a myth that you won't find a decent job because of your stuttering. That is a myth if you can't speak to a clergy or family members or friends about it I want you to know that you have the online stuttering community there are tons of forms on Facebook for example there are you know there's the Twitter <laughs> the Twitter there are lots of stutterers on Twitter we are a very supportive bunch the NSA conference, the CSA conference, the BSA, um, the Indian Stammering Association's having a conference coming up. The communities in those conferences, now I've never been to the BSA or the Indian one, um, but from what I read on their websites, they're a very extremely supportive bunch. And another thing that I've learned or rather realized is that we really do need it is vital that we that we spread awareness about stuttering to the not only just the non stutterers but to the stutterers themselves get the word out that you can go online there is this wonderful supportive community community question is what can we do people are posting YouTube videos people are you know like I said there's all those forms on the social networks but more needs to be done I mean you can't make someone search for stuttering on YouTube for example we need to get ourselves out there so something that I've been thinking about lately like what what I can do Pero Starts with, well, I guess saying you're in Maine. Well, my
1: name is Marvin (laughs) Klotz. I'm six foot three, (laughs) weigh 162 pounds. (laughs) I got long flowing hair, and if you believe any of that, (laughs) I'll sell you Shoreline in Florida. But my name is (laughs) Marvin, yes.
0: Now, you uh, had a workshop at the the CSA conference yes, this year in yes. Vancouver what was your workshop about
1: uh, it was about uh, choices in life I feel oh. very strongly that we are in many instances and as much as possible what we choose to be mm. and we, we uh, what we think is what we become if yeah. you think positive you you you'll, you'll have a positive aspects in, in your Positive uh, physical and mental actions will follow. The catchphrase, among others, was if you can conceive, you can believe, and you can achieve.
0: Oh, that's a very good. Uh, yeah, I think that's, that's true, too. Really I agree. Yeah.
1: So, uh, and it was more or less the story of my. Personal struggle. I mean, almost everything I do always seems to evolve down in the, the, this in this area. Seems to evolve down to what happened to me. Yeah. That's b- because you know they they say writing fiction uh, or, or writing anything if, if, to get started, write about the thing you know the best. That's right. And yeah. Who the hell do you know the more th- than yourself? Yeah. Surface-wise, anyway. <laughs> who was it? But I, I've had a v- very interesting life in some areas, it, it seems, funny life at times. Crap happened, good things happened, so I, I tell people the story in the way I f- felt about
0: it. Uh-huh. Go ahead ask. Oh please. no, I was gonna ask, would you be up for telling a quick condensed version? No. Or maybe <laughs> the one highlight? Or
1: I can, can give one st- story yeah. that I tell, I'm almost, uh, and the opportunity that it comes up and, and fits about uh, the, the the dichotomy of feelings that we have uh, uh, towards a speech you know about our speech when I was about uh, seventeen or eighteen I was at the, in my uh, w- one of my last two years of high school in Toronto back then we went to thirteen right? so I, I think I was in twelve at the time and uh, the Person who taught English, which is always my favorite subject, uh, composition and literature, but he was also the football coach. And back then, I was a, somewhat of a football player. Nothing glamorous, I was the meat on the line, but <laughs> somebody had to be, and it's something I enjoy. And the, the fellow who was the coach was a real. Famous guy. He was a star athlete at the University of Toronto as a quarterback. He he was with the Toronto Argos when, when when that meant something.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Back in the forties, the thirties, and the forties, and I'm talking because I'm a little older than you guys. I'm talking uh, in the mid, early fifties is when I'm talking about, maybe fifty-three or four. So uh, he was the. football coach, but he was also the t- teacher of English, so we had an assignment to r- r- write an essay, and, and what they used to do, probably still do, they'll select certain ones and uh, stand up and read it to the class, because yeah. it's so good. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> he, he, he knew, knew me, and he, he knew my problems, and I, and I was reticent, I would clown all the time, I could blurt things out anytime, but to stand up and to read was very traumatic. Back then, it's not so, that's not not so bad now. But it still isn't easy. But so anyways, I wrote an essay which he praised to the skies. and he said that this is the most wonderful, not most wonderful, it's a terrific essay. It was the f- finest one handed in and I, I feel like I'm cloud nine. Then he came over, picked it up off my desk and he read it. So my feelings were, oh. thank God I didn't have to read it, <laughs> but holy shit, my f- football coach had to, had to read my, uh, I couldn't yeah, even read act. my own essay. So I was yeah. embarrassed, but I was relieved at the same time. So I, I yeah. this is something that we, we, we sort of balance all the time I think in our lives. And, uh, but that was quite, that was the, ep- epitomized the uh, kind of problems that I, mm-hmm. I, I think all of us have. To me. Oh yeah. I was embarrassed, but not as embarrassed as I have been when I w- wanted to speak and I c- couldn't speak in f- front of a, a large crowd and I couldn't get the words out and changed words and hummed and hawed and anyway, yeah. Okay, so thanks. That's
2: Hello, Danny. It's Justin from. Buffalo, New York. I just wanted to share a quick story about self-disclosing my stuttering at a job interview. I had had a very important job interview that went fairly well. However, I was stuttering a little bit during it. The hiring manager was very patient with me. He had asked me, what is my biggest weakness? I had said, I am a person who stutters. I have, I have, stuttered my whole life, and I am not nervous at all during this interview. My stuttering does not affect my performance at work, and it is not a sign of my in intelligence level. There is no cure for stuttering. However, I am constantly trying to improve my speech fluency. I am enrolled in a self-help group through the National Stuttering Association, and I am currently Taking medication t- t- to improve my fluency. I do not require any sp- special accommodations and I feel that I can handle the work 100%. After I had um, actually said it, I f- um I just had felt great, and I would highly encourage um, anyone else to be um, open and honest um, about your st- st- about your st- st- about your stuttering at j- job interviews.
0: Thank you for sending your feedback and sharing your story, your disclosing story in a job interview. I think you've covered all the grounds in stuttering awareness in the job interview because after all, we don't know what the interviewer might think about stuttering, so we have to make sure that you know they know that it won't that the stutter our stuttering won't get in the way of our job performance, and you know clients can work with us and et cetera after all, they get the cues. From how we react, from how we talk about our stuttering, I I really like how you use your disclosure to answer uh, the question about what is your greatest weakness, because um, I find that stuttering becomes our secret secret weapon during the interview process. You now, many people. Worry. you know my self included you no know, we, we worry that you know our stuttering is going to prevent us from getting the job but in reality, depending on how you use it, how you disclose it should, should, should you choose to I mean I know some people prefer not to disclose their stuttering but my experience in the in, in the job interviews that I've been in is is, is exactly the way that Justin described know, the interviewer is patient with us. So don't settle for anything less. Get that job that you want. <laughs> Justin has a website called Stuttering Medication where he talks about, well, the medication that is available to help with your stuttering. And you'll find that at stutteringmedication.wordpress.com. Now, if you want to share your story about any topic with regards to stuttering, just like Justin did, record a sound file, it can be any type of file, Uh, if if you prefer, mp3 is fine, send it, email it to coolstutter at gmail.com, and I will play it on my next episode. Alternatively, we can also meet on Skype. My username is Birbao. Well, you'll find my username with my co-stutter at (laughs) gmail.com email address. I have a funny Skype username. Uh, And uh, we can record. We can arrange a a time and we'll record uh, just like I did with previous stuttering as cool hosts. Jay.
3: So the other day I'm getting ready to do a trip up uh, to Albany and I noticed that my colleague stuttered and uh, so I'm pretty hesitant about asking people if they actually stutter or not because I know some people are very, very sensitive toward that. So it had been a long day, and I was tired, and so I turned to him and I said, um, I apologize f- for the speech, but I stutter, and uh, sometimes when I'm tired, the speech gets worse. And so by me this disc- closing it that way um, he was sort of receptive and he also told me that he stuttered too so the rest of the trip we um, sort of talked about a lot of stuff which was actually really interesting because it was one of those things where I was telling you that um, you can start talking about about experiences feelings thought processes with people who also stutter in and, and it's the same yeah it was yeah. the same with him too mm. and so we talked about you know uh speaking in school uh speaking on the radio at work um checklists uh, mm. we talked about a lot of stuff so it was pretty interesting um i see this person quite often actually a
0: big thank you to jay for sharing his story about uh, the sticky situation of disclosing your stuttering in front of someone that you just found out who, uh, who also stutters sometimes that could be a little awkward <laughs> a little delicate anyway thank you for listening please uh, subscribe and if you have itunes please do consider leaving a review on itunes for my uh, show that would be greatly appreciated And until next time, thanks for listening and may your stuttering always be confident. (laughs) Ciao.